0: Hey guys, it's Heather from Kelva Plan, and this is my podcast, Planning a Life I Love. This show is focused on how paper, stickers, and pens can help you plan your life into one full of all the things you love most. Welcome back to another episode of Planning a Life I Love. I'm so excited because today we're going to be interviewing one of my favorite people. And today I have invited Nita from Neatly Planned to the show. Welcome, Nita.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Really excited to be here.
0: I can't wait to chat with you today about planners. But let's start out with like the basics. Tell us for people who don't know you or don't follow you who might be listening. Tell us who you are, what you do, all the basic things we should know about Nita.
1: Yeah, well, starting off, of course, um, I am a planner babe, like everybody else in this community. Um, I'm also a wife. I'm a mother. Um, I'm a do-all-the-things kind of person, so I live a really crazy, busy, hectic life, Um, but I like it that way. I like busy. I'm one of those people, as my mom would say, I'm a busybody, so I don't do well, especially due to quarantine, sitting still. Um, I think that has been My hardest, hardest, hardest thing about this pandemic is just sitting still. I don't have all the events and the things that normally would keep me busy. Um, My regular job, nine to five, keeps me very busy. Um, My um, Monday through Friday, or or I don't even work a Monday through Friday job. I don't know why I'm saying that. Um, (laughs) I work in organ donation. Um, I I love my job. I always feel like, I feel like my job, I feel like I'm blessed to have a job that allows me to really do ministry. Um, Every day I get to help restore lives through the gift of organ and tissue donation. Um, And this was a career change for me, something that was completely unexpected. It was definitely a God thing. um, And it was the very thing that I felt like I needed. Um, I didn't know I needed it at the time, um, but for me it has given my life a lot of fulfillment. So yeah, I wear many hats.
0: (laughs) Yes, you do. You do. So for those of people who are listening, who don't follow you on social media, where can they find you on social media?
1: Yeah. So my handles on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook is just neatly planned all one word. Um, and I feel like I keep it pretty simple. It's just neatly planned across the board. Awesome. So let's start out by having you share your planner story with us.
0: When did you start using a planner? How did you join the planner community and things like that?
1: Yeah. So um, I feel like I've been a planner all of my life. Um, I went to um, private school and we always had a crazy just workload um, homework. I, when I hear like my nieces and nephews like, I have no homework. I'm like, what the heck is this? Um, because we had hours of homework every day. Um, in the particular um, school, we went to Catholic school and we actually got at the beginning of every academic year, we got an agenda. And this agenda had all of like um, the big school events for that year. So whether it was like, you know, it wasn't homecoming, it was, you know, elementary school, but whatever those big school events, you know, was, you know, the Halloween fair or the book club or whatever it was, those things, those dates and events were pre-printed in our planner. Um, And I was always a Lisa Frank girl. I've been collecting stickers. Yes. (laughs) All of my life. Um, I remember my mom, I worked. I would do different odds and ends and I've always been like a crafter. So I remember like making bracelets and selling them to my friends so I could buy these four dollar, like Lisa <laughs> Frank, buy, you know, like notebooks and think my mom was very, you know, she was thrifty. And so she didn't believe in paying three and four dollars for one folder. You know, of course the, what were the like? The traditional ones were like, you know, you get 10, 10 cents. 10 cent folders or four yeah. for a dollar or something like that. And they would be like the basic primary colors, you know, red, blue. And I wanted the fancy ones. Like, I remember the trapper keepers. Like, oh, yeah. I've always been a stationary, like, girl. And so I always wanted, like, the glitter and, you know, the cute stickers and the pens. And of course, my mom, you know, she didn't want to pay three and four dollars for the pens. Remember the pens that had, like, the fluffy poof on yeah, them? The, at the top? top. Yeah. Like, and so I've always been a collector of those type of things like pretty pins and so um, you know becoming an adult um, at the time I was a fashion merchandiser and that was a job and a career I loved Um, and it's basically when you go to a store um, and you see a really pretty display that was my job to create those displays Um, and so I worked a creative job and so I had a girlfriend at the time um, Nicole she does a bunch um, and she used a happy planner And she was just going on and on. And I would see her, we would um, be talking at the time, you know, um, Nicole is an event planner and she would be laying stickers. And I'm like, girl, wait, time out. What is that? And I need it and where can I get it? (laughs) And she told me where I could find it at the time. um, It was Hobby Lobby. And I went to Hobby Lobby and then I fell down the rabbit hole. And (laughs) I've been hooked ever since. Um, I fell in love again, not just with Happy Planner, but the idea that, as an adult, it was okay for me to play with stickers and and use my planner still in a functional way, but that it also gave me a creative outlet. And so um, that's kind of how neatly planned kind of birth. Um, I've always been like, I'm the creative friend. I feel like everyone has that. You have a creative friend. You have like the good listener. Um, I'm the if you need a do it yourself or a project or um, a floral arrangement, need is your girl. And So, getting into creative planning, I felt like, okay, I'm doing these creek really cute spreads, um, but where do I put them? And Nicole was like, oh, you need to look on Instagram. And I was like, on Instagram? Like, wait, people (laughs) share this? They post it? And it was kind of neatly planned, kind of became my like fun little secret corner that nobody knew I was doing this, but you know, Nicole knew, but outside of that, like, it was just my place that I could be. It wasn't judged. It was just a fun place and outlet for me where, of course, I had my creative job that I was doing like my actual job. um, But that also too was stifled. Like I was limited in what I was able to do with that. And so this planner, you know, every week I have a blank slate where I can just make it whatever I want. And that for me at the time, I needed that, that kind of really sparked just some creativity in my everyday job um, by doing these layouts. When I was playing around with stickers, it would also give me inspiration that I could turn around and take those same like color inspirations that I was doing in my planner and make an entire wall display out of that. And so it was kind of like my two creative worlds mesh, like my private life and what I was doing in my everyday life kind of came together. And it was like, the best of both worlds for me um and so that's kind of how I and I've been here for a while now I feel like you know when I first joined the community it was kind of like you know I remember you know when mom run craft or cultivate Casey followed me I was like oh they're better. Yeah. like they're following me I remember <laughs> um, I remember that too yeah and so it's just like now here we are what almost five years later and my love for planning and decorative planning, um, has just evolved. You know, my love hasn't lessened. It's just evolved because my needs in a planner and the actual time that I have to give to planning has changed.
0: I love if I love looking at your account, because if you look at it, I feel like your planner has like grown up with you. And it's like, (laughs) like your first, like when you first started, it was like super fun and creative and it still is, but you could tell now you bring in more of like the function and the productivity into the cute, pretty too. And it's just fun to see it like evolve with your life. So yeah,
1: I went kind of, you know, the everyone's doing what we're doing the like throwback Thursday, like post and things like that. So it made you like kind of go back and look through your feed. And I was like, again, the needs in my planner have changed, you know, back then I had a set work schedule. So it would be like, I went to work at 530am. And I got off at two every day. And then for my job, I actually had like an entire binder designated for, you know, those displays that I was doing. So it was no need for a lot of writing space. And so you know, now with a career change, well, my writing space is like a necessity. And so my planning style has had its been forced to evolve because of that like the need for the space and so yes I think that was an uh, a big adjustment for me for a while I was like oh I still want a decorative plan but like I need I need the I need the writing space and how can I marry these and it was a struggle um, and I think even now you know you're still it's still changing um but I feel like I finally accepted that it had to change yeah yeah and I think
0: that that's one thing that's so important when it comes to planning, is being willing to evolve like your planner based on what you need in life.
1: Absolutely.
0: So the name of this show is Planning a Life You Love. That's the theme, the name. So I always want to ask guests about how they plan a life they love. So when you hear the phrase, planning a life I love, what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, so for me, planning a life I love, number one, I think it begins with being able to spend time with the people I love. Um, With the nature of my job, it is high stress and very demanding. Um, And so it it really requires me to try to find work-life balance. Um, Because again, the work that I'm doing will impact someone's life, um, both either positively or negatively. If I, I always tell my director at my job, I was like, the moment that I feel um, that I can't give this job my all, I have to step away. Um, because I know what I'm doing. If I have to do my job, someone's life could be at stake because of that. And I take that very seriously. Um, And so because of that, there's a weight that comes with that. Um, And for me, it's I'm trying to learn. And I always say that I'm always striving to find work-life balance. And so it's how do I be 100% giving my all at a job, but also present and available for my family, for the people that I love. And so planning a life I love is really trying to find that balance. And for me, it's about being as productive as I can for the hours that I'm giving my job so that when I come home, I can unplug and be that amazing mom and wife that I need to be to my husband and daughter. Um, Some days I do fantastic at it. And other days I give myself, I'm tough on myself. And I'm like, Hey, I, I need to do better, and that all for me boils down to, okay, Nita, you have to refocus. If I didn't have a good day, I need to go back and say, hey, are there some? Did I get distracted? Um, did I not be as productive with the time that was given, or is it just there was nothing else that I could do? I always try to reassess. Um, I'm, I'm probably. I'm really tough, but I'm probably more self-aware than most people. And I'm always, that's kind of the recovering perfectionist. It's like when I have those tough days, instead of like sitting in that, like, woe is me, it's like, okay, Nita, get it together. Today was a bad day. What can I do tomorrow so that it's better? And I do that almost every night. Um, For me, that has worked for me. Um, I am a very driven um, person and I want to be better. I want to be better for my teammates. I want to be better for my husband. I want to be better for my daughter. Um, And so for me, it is constantly looking at it like in productive, in productivity, everyone gets the same 24 hours in a day. Like I have tried the staying up later. I've tried getting up early, but what I've found is it's about one. I always say don't allow people to hijack your day. Whether that be with negative energy or um, we all have worked with um, maybe not the most, our favorite person, um, but it's how you handle that. Because what I have found too, again, just in learning and life, um, I've worked for people that their negative energy will ruin my day and it puts me behind. Well, then if I'm behind on work, then I'm forever playing catch up. And what you will find in life, in work, you will never get caught up because there will always be a person or a thing that will take over your day. Um, And so I always say, I can't control what's happening around me. I have to control my response. And so when it deals with being productive at work, I have said this in my increasing productivity class at Michael, I do the three before 10. Um, I am most productive in the morning. Um, I the older I get, I have a toddler, you know, she is sleep trained, praise God. Um <laughs> but before that, it's like I'm functioning off very low sleep. Um and in the line of work that I do, there's no margin of error. Like it has to be right always. Like you just can't, literally, lives are in the balance. Um and so for me, it's like three before 10. What are the three things that I have to get done every single day, whether it be personal work, whatever? These are my must-dos for the day, like non-negotiables. I'm not letting anybody else's problem, their lack of planning, mess up those three things that I have to get done. Um, And I say three before 10, but most of the time, for me, my day starts at 6. Starts at 6 a.m. Pandemic, no pandemic, 6 a.m. And that gives me time. Like, I don't like feeling rushed. In the nature of my job, like, literally, I could start getting phone calls. Sometimes I have gotten phone calls at 5 a.m., o'clock in the morning um because again the work that i do it's not a nine to five and so for me it's really about setting boundaries like i literally will get a phone call hey can you do this sure when i finish this like i don't for me i don't compromise the things that i need to get done for me and i think that's really hard for some people is to say no yeah it it definitely is hard for some people like one of my company's core values is being forthright and i literally had my review last week and my director was like nita you this is not an this is not an area <laughs> of opportunity for you at all but even as my director and that i feel like for her and i to have that relationship is because i work my butt off and my level of performance it's never questioned it's never questioned and we can have these honest conversations and i can say no and not feel like I'm gonna get any type of retaliation or backlash because I give so much. And when I'm on, I'm on. And so if I'm saying no to something, it's because I really, can't, I really cannot do it. You yeah. know, I'm, again, I'm the go to person at my job. So it's like if they have a work group or they wanna do a process improvement or something, it's like, hey, Nita, can we, can we pull you in for this? Can we pull you in for that? But when I'm at my max, I say so. Have and you ever I- read the book, The Best Yes? No.
0: I read it last year, and it kind of talks about that concept of, it's really good for people who have a hard time saying no, because it talks about how you're saying no to some things so that you can give your best yes to other things, to the things that you want to say yes to, and the things that you can do best at,
1: so. It was a really was, good book. I would say in one of my favorite books regarding just leadership and just balance is dare to lead. And it is just, again, I'm, I'm always trying to improve professional development, personal development type of person. And so it's always like, I want to give my best, but I can't give from an empty cup. Um, and in the work right. that I do, it's, it's again, I get a paycheck, but you have to be, you have to be passionate about the work. Um, I'm interacting with families at their lowest moment. Literally, like they have lost a loved one and they are being the most generous that anyone can give. You're thinking about someone else at your, at your absolute lowest, like think of the worst day of your life and someone coming to ask for something Mm -hmm. like it's, and I take that it's again, it's a weight. It is a weight that you wear. um, But I also think that it fuels my why. Why do I do it? Why do I want to be more efficient? And it also, when I kind of, when I cut off, you know, I've, I love the, you know, I sit in my driveway. I think everyone's kind of been doing that in the pandemic though. Like for me, I go out and work these cases, but then when I come home, it's like, how do I shut that off? How do I shut that off? I have to shut organ donation administrator need off and come put my wife hat on, put my mom hat on, you know, of course COVID I'm working in hospital. So I have to go shower first before I can interact with my family. Um, And in that shower, I use that moment to kind of like clear my headspace. I had, I know when I step in, I've done all that I can do for the day. And so then it's okay. How do I interact? You know, whatever hours that I have with Gianna, I want to give my best, you know, even for my husband and I, I was in so important that we got our daughter sleep trained so him and I could have time to connect and just be with us. And that was planning. Like we, we had to figure out like, Hey, what we're doing. It's not working. Um, Mm -hmm. my husband and I have like weekly kind of like check-ins. Um, and one of the things that we do with that is laundry. It sounds silly. Um, but neither one of us like folding clothes. Oh my gosh. I hate
0: folding clothes. Yeah. And so
1: we literally will dump our laundry on our bed and talk while we fold. I love that. We need to start doing that. Yeah. It's our check-in. It's our check-in what what's working, what's not. Um, and we had to have like really honest conversations because my job is high stress. His job is high stress and we have a toddler. Um, and what you will find is if you're not, we got, we're a team. My husband and I view ourselves like we're, we're we're in a partnership and I'm going to be a good partner to him. And he wants to do that for me. And it's, we literally, we now have a, we're planners. We have that came in the wild style, that magnetic, um, uh-huh. that magnetic, what is it, the calendar? The dry erase board yes, thing. Yeah, the dry erase yeah. calendar. So we now have that on our refrigerator uh, because, you know, he was telling me stuff. And of course we have our planners and we're writing stuff, but it was getting missed, you know. It's does like, your husband
0: use a planner too?
1: He does. Oh, I love that. <laughs> he does. He, he, his planners, I probably need to show it on my YouTube his planner is very like, he's military as well. He's ex-military. And so his, his planner is probably more meticulous than mine. (laughs) It's just not decorative, but it is very like, um, and he does training too. So his is very um, scheduled, but we use that dry erase board because again, I'm a visual learner. And again, it's in a place that we use most. We constantly have to go in the refrigerator, but we write out our schedules. And so like my travel days, and then it's also his, again, we're both working from home, essentially kind of, and it has both of our schedules on days. So if he has a class eight to 12, I can't bust in the back room while he's doing a Zoom training. And then it also, for me, if I'm on the road and I'm not going to make it back in time to get Gianna, he can look there and he knows exactly when Nita's going to be out. Like we started doing that out of necessity. Like we have to plan like our lives are busy. And for the partnership to work, we got to know what one another is doing. And those are just things like with our planning style, like we thought we you know, I was like, leaving my planner out for him to look at, well, that wasn't working. Yeah. And we had to adjust. And that was one of those adjustments. Like, if it's not working, be okay with changing it.
0: Yes, I think that's the like, (laughs) the most important thing with planning is I always have people who will be like, I hate this layout of planner that I've been using. How could I make it work for me? And I'm like, it's okay to change things. Like if something's not working for you, it's okay to change it.
1: I talked about that in my finding your style class. Um, Cause based on your writing style and just the needs of your life, don't buy a planner just because it's pretty. We want yeah. the stuff. Like, listen, I like a pretty layout like anybody else, but again, I used to buy planners and well, you know, I've been with head planner for a long time, but we still buy stuff too, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> but it was, I would buy something cause I'm like, oh, that's cute. And then again, all of, remember the like seasonal ones that had like all the designs and stuff at the bottom. And yeah. then I would spend every week, the, you know, hours trying to cover it up. Yeah. And I was just like, why did I do this? Why did yeah. all I like from the planner was the dashboards why didn't I look at the weekly layouts, you know, things like that, like, and essentially, like with my schedule now, I don't have hours to plan. Like, I'm lucky if I get 20 minutes a week to plan. And so it's like, I need to, when you're thinking about planner, instead of making it work for you, like trying to make a planner work, really write down what it is you need in a planner. Do you need writing space like the dashboard layout? I love that left side. Like if I could get that left side with every week, it would be so great for me. Um because I use that. Like I I for my work planner that works great, but the dashboard, the actual lines, that's not enough. And so yeah. like currently my hybrid planner that I've been using is a dashboard layout because it gives me that left side, and then I use one of those like daily sheets as just my running master to-do list for the week that's been my bread and butter for like the last like three months because this is our heavy season and so just the weekly vertical it's not I don't have enough space. So let's go ahead let's go ahead and
0: go <laughs> ahead and tell us how do you use your planner each week and what activities do you track in your planner?
1: Yeah so for me I have a lot of meetings. Um, My job is full of meetings. Um, I do a lot when our actual donor cases are taking place Um, and so I have to document like kind of case activity from that Um, and we document them in a system like a a hospital system. Um, but I also, there are things that I have to keep up with. So I get paid for my mileage. So every time I travel to a hospital, I have to write that down. Um, so I write down, I track my mileage in my planner. I use my monthly for that. So I write down the, um, the donor case number, and then I write down my, which hospital I was at. And so if I went to multiple places, I just write them down in the order in which I went to the places in. So sometimes I'm traveling to multiple hospitals in a day. So I just write them down. Like, you know, first stop, I went to our pediatric hospital or I went to, you know, a particular place. And I track my mileage. I also have a company credit card. So I have a envelope that I keep in my planner and I keep all of my receipts because our receipts have to be itemized. So I have to physically keep (laughs) all of my receipts because I have to turn those in every month. Um, Then we have all of our hospital policies. So I have a total of 16 hospitals that I, yes, I'm busy, girl. (laughs) I know (laughs) people say they're busy, but like she's busy. Um, I have 16 hospitals that I travel to throughout our state. And so I'm responsible for all of their policies. And I have our only pediatric hospital here in the state. And so I have to keep all of their hospitals organ donation policies in my planner. And I keep physical copies because some of our rural hospitals don't have good internet reception. And so if I'm needing a policy, I can't access it. And so I, being the planner, um, I like to keep my policies on hand. Now, when you're like, Nita, how many pages is that? Most of our hospital policies are maybe two to three pages. So I have a section in my planner that's just policies. Um, it's, there's no HIPAA information. These are just hospital contracts, basically, yeah. um, outlining our policies regarding um, brain death declarations and just things related to my job. And so I keep all of those in my planner. Um, other things that I keep are just our um, organization checklist that we have to do um, for, so make sure, making sure that we're following like, you know, s- standards regarding like donation. And again, I'm just, I like to do everything right. And so I like having that checklist so I'm not forgetting things. Because there are sometimes, the longest case that I've ever worked like straight was 32 hours. And I don't know if you, when you're doing something fun, like that you want to do for 32 hours, but like think your job for 32 hours straight. And and like a
0: stressful job. Like a stressful
1: job. job. Like you can- Where you're on the whole time. The whole time. Um, And so I like having that checklist just, so that I'm not forgetting things.
0: Like, is that a checklist that you made yourself? Or is that one your work gave you and you just punched it and put it in your planner? I made that.
1: <laughs> um, it was were things when I started with the position, of course, we were trained like, okay, you do this, you do that. But again, you forget, like, it's like, right. like, it's second nature, you know, your job, but it's like, when you're in the thick of it is like, do you know your job well enough? If you got audited, you would pass. And I know yeah. my job. Or also, but it,
0: when you've been working for thirty-two <laughs> hours and you're tired, and you're like, I don't exactly I think, remember. Yeah, I think I did that. But like, it,
1: for me, it allows me, like, yeah, okay, yeah. we did this. We because with the work that we do, there are certain people that have to be contacted every single time, and it's like you can't miss a step. Like if you miss a step, like it could cost you your job, kind of thing. Like when I say there's like no margin of error, like there's none. Um, like it's huge, and so. I like my job. I want to keep it. And so (laughs) I like having a checklist. Um, And it's really helpful too with our team. And when we're going through stuff, they're like, Hey, Nita, did we do this? And I'm like, hold on, let me refer back to my check. Cause I actually will initial as I'm doing those things. And so it's not just like a check, check, check. Like I initial when I've done them or even, um, if it says, you know, have a ethics consult, I'll write with which ethicist came like, I like to be detailed. Um, And we joke in my organization, we always say if it's not documented, it didn't happen. And everyone, you know, they joke about my planner in our big clinical meeting. um, But when it's time for needing additional documentation for stuff, guess who's the first person they always contact? You, you and your planner. Me and my planner, because I literally, we have digital, calendars that we have to keep for work. We have I have a digital work outlook calendar that I'm required to keep. I have a work phone. All of my um, standing events are on there. Well, that's all swell and great, except when we're getting active cases and things are constantly being added, well, who's adding them to the calendar? Because they're happening in real time. And so because I actually write them down in my planner, I can go back and add them later. But if you're not adding them in the moment, things get forgotten. And so we'll have a follow-up meeting like the same day. Well, no one wrote it down. Well, guess who wrote it? Nita.
0: Nita did. So it's
1: like, we, they're always like, Hey, if you forgot something or an event or a training or something happened and you can't remember it, go to Nita. She wrote it down. And so it's been really beneficial. It's like, it's almost like a running joke. Like oh, Nita wrote it down. Nita knows yeah. what the dates are. Um, even for my work, um, Every year for our review, our department review, we have to have our annual competencies and we write down the dates on when we did them. Well, I print mine off, of course, because it's the same one, but no one else writes down like when we completed them. Because usually before I got in the department, they would have to have a meeting every year to try to figure out when the dates that we completed stuff were. And now I have it. And so they're like, Nita, can you just send us your dates? I was like, yeah, I took a picture. So it sounds like
0: you use your planner a lot for work. Do you put personal things in your planner?
1: So yes, you know, before kids, life before kids, it seems like it was just so far away. <laughs> uh, but before kids, I actually would keep everything separate. So I always had a personal planner and a work planner. I like Planet. It just wasn't my jam back then. Like, I liked having everything separate. And back then I had a lot of personal stuff. I was I was teaching Sunday school. We had a lot of ministry stuff. Um, I was doing like some event planning and I liked having it separate. Well, now you throw a toddler in the mix and I just, I don't have time to have two planners. And so um, how it was working for me for a while, and this has been like, the cycle, or as we kind of talked about the evolution of my planning. Um, I have tried a mini, mini's too small, tried a classic, classic worked for a while. Um, but even then I didn't want necessarily all the pages, my work again, I told you guys all the stuff that I'm keeping in my work planner and that was a little too thick. Um, and so I was like, okay, what, what can we do? Cause I need to keep up with the work stuff. Cause that's like, necessity but the personal stuff now I have my husband's schedule and my daughter's stuff and you know just all the stuff and keeping up with all my Amazon packages like I gotta have some place to put it and so I've basically been using um the daily sheets as my personal planner and I've also been using um the filler paper I'm a filler paper if you follow me your girl loves filler paper and they have the cute like what is it like the Monday the wrong wrong like paper pad that was like the days of the week and that's basically what I've been using it's already kind of pre-decorated and I can just throw it in in the same week as my work planner so I'm when I open my planner up everything's right there and so it's it's kind of like
0: you use your weekly spread for work and then you add in daily sheets for more personal personal type things yes gotcha
1: and so basically it allows me to see everything or what I will also do is um remember I don't even know if they still sell them the um Trendsetter sheets. I have a basically just those that monthly planner, those what is it like the big to do's? Yeah, those yeah, those to
0: do's. So like, we're,
1: we're yeah, we're dating ourselves yeah. here, but that's basically what I'll use some weeks. I'll just write down basically a master to do or what's coming in for the week using those trendsetter sheets.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, how do you decide what is important to track in your planner and what is it? worth putting in your planner
1: so mom brain is real um <laughs> if you would have asked me this a year ago like no I don't you know I know my doctor my daughter has a doctor's appointment like I won't forget that well listen <laughs> 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 like it used to be things like that where I was just like I don't need to write that down I'll just remember no like if it's not wrote written down I will forget it like so I'm in this season like I have to write everything down like this small, like literally I used to be like, Oh, I'll remember what I have to get at the store. I get in the store and like, I have brain. Yeah. Like, I'm like, why did I c-? literally, I'm like, I'll call my husband. Like, what did I come to the store to get? Like, I'm just that exhausted most of the time. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I'm like, I just, I just want to come home, take a shower and like get something to eat. Um, and so it's like, I have to write down pretty much if again, I track packages because um, I don't leave the house much except for if I'm working a case. So pretty much everything that we order gets delivered. I kind of have like my COVID checklist of things that I like to keep on hand at the house. Um, and then some things we have just like auto replenish as far as like groceries and things like that. Even like my makeup, I get my makeup just auto replenish because that was not cute. At the beginning of quarantine, I ran out of foundation. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not like the mall was closed. And that yeah like I was like okay sounds like you know very small as you know when you think of necessities and things you need but when you're on all these zooms you want to look you want to look good like um and so just things like that like tracking my packages um tracking any appointments again tracking um my husband's like what we kind of say like um uh things that can't be interrupted. So if there's a block of time that like I won't be able to text him or do something like I write that in there because of course, you know, that's the worst you're texting your spouse and you're like, "Uh, dude, are you looking at your
0: phone? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I had to go. I went out to the man cave right before we started recording and I was like, don't text me for the next hour because I'm going to be recording with Nita.
1: Yeah, and so it's just things like that. Like if there's a block of time, like he will just be absolutely unavailable. I put that in there. Um, what else is something that we track just in like our personal? If he, because um, we do like the balancing act. Um, my daughter has been quarantined twice from daycare. And so um, just flexing that, like if he has meetings and I have meetings, we always like to know what those are. Like, and when we say meetings, like not like a I don't have to be on camera kind of meetings, but ones that we have to be like face to face, like actively engage like those we write down um because again we want to make sure we're not interrupting one another um what are other things that we write down groceries that i need to pick up if we're running low on things we kind of at the beginning of quarantine we started the like 10 items or more like we wouldn't go to the store unless we had 10 items we needed to get like we we were really bad about like oh we'll just run and get it but that was like pre-quarantine or pre-covid and so now we try to have at least 10 items that we need to get before we'll actually go to a store and get them um, if we can't get it like on Amazon or something like that but pretty much everything I write down like yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. so we kind of have talked a
0: little bit about your evolution of planning how do you think you found your style of planning
1: my style of planning I, I felt like at the beginning it was um, a direct reflection of the work that I was doing. Like I looked at my spreads very much like how I would create a display or a an outfit. I treated my planner much like an outfit. Like I'm going to pick these two colors or three colors that would look good um, in my everyday like fashion and style. I love layering and playing around with mixed prints. And so I felt like my planner in the beginning was very much that. Um, but it reflected the job in the arena in which I worked. I worked in fashion like you gotta be on like, you gotta be on trend. And I felt like my planner was that, like you're gonna get a whole bunch. Like it was a lot, a lot of a lot. And I liked that. Um, I remember my beginning planner style, I would use like the puffer, puff, like 3D, like Mambi stickers. And I don't remember what they were called, like the chips and all kind of yeah. stuff. It would just be like craziness. It basically was scrapbooking on steroids, essentially. <laughs> Um, and I liked that though. It worked for me. And then I felt like gradually, um, even the, the nature of that job changed, where I kind of had some more responsibilities. And so I needed a little bit more writing space. And then I had a complete career change and I couldn't do all the decorative stuff anymore. And it was like, okay, now what? Like, I can't have all these decorative elements, but I still want to have a pretty planner.
0: Okay. So you're kind of talking about how you used to be super decorative and then you moved into, you know, you needed your planner to be more practical, but you still wanted it to be pretty. So how do you, what do you do to make your planner still be like this super productive, super practical, but still bring in that pretty and creativeness that is like so of? So for me,
1: it. I approach it differently, where before it was all about the decorative, and then I'll write my stuff wherever I find space. I approach, my approach now is, let me write my stuff, let me, like, basically I use, like, whether it be sticky notes or, like, my, y'all know I love colorful boxes, I use my colorful boxes to kind of be the skeleton for where my major events will be for that week, and then I decorate around it. And so I use a lot of like my perimeters to make it pretty. I will use, um, just like elements within those boxes. So using like the washi, I got that from April mom run craft to add color into my spreads. Um, but it's just a different approach. I place first and then decorate versus before when it was all about the pretty, it would be, I decorate and then hope I can fit stuff in. Um, and so I think, you know, it's, it's just my approach on it is a little bit different than it was before. And I think that you can still, people always is like, oh, you know, do they actually use the planners? I don't think it's, it being any prettier keeps you from not using it. I think it's just a matter of how much space do you need? And I think it's easy for people to judge looking at how decorative someone's planner is and think, think that they're not productive or think that they don't have a lot going on. It's one, it's a matter of, you know, what you're tracking in your planner and then how you lay it out because some mm-hmm. people don't use their weeklies as much, but they use their monthly. Mm-hmm. My monthly is a hot mess. You will hardly ever see a monthly <laughs> in my work planner because one, it's either, either I have written HIPAA information that I can't share, two, um, by the end of the month, it's layered with stuff and literally like just big fat sticky notes. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, it's not, you know, people are always like, oh, we want to see after the pens for me. It, you could see my after the pens, but literally if you look at my after the pen and what I actually do in a week, it wouldn't reflect it because I use a bunch of filler paper that comes out and gets shredded. Yeah. Most of the stuff that I have to do for my job, it's, it's you know medical information regarding patients and I can't share that. And so you know, I would right. say social media, you're only, it's always, I would say it's a snapshot of what people are actually doing.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, even with, with me, I don't, I don't have a job where I have patient information, but sometimes there's things that I don't want, want people to know. So I will like write that. I don't share my monthly after the pen. So sometimes I might write things on my monthly or I might just not write it in my planner. I might write it in like a different planner that I know I'm not going to show just because sometimes there are t- things that you just don't want to post
1: on social media like yeah and I mean even for me like I get a lot of people especially like you know the community knows with the loss of Christopher and I get people all the time like how do you remain so strong in your faith like show us your faith planner and I'm like girl me and the Lord be talking and for me it's very personal it is you know um one I might have you know prayer requests for other friends that I'm praying about. Right. Like, it's just, it's very personal. I, and, you know, as much as I want to help to encourage someone in their faith, it's like, girl, I'm, I'm trying to hold on to my own. And I'm, you know, not that I don't want to help. It is just, it is so personal. And um, I think it's, we have to have a balance on what we share right. and what we keep personal. It's like, we are, we do share, we want to help and encourage, but it's like, you have to keep a little piece for yourself whether it be, you know, people are like, well, how do you budget? Or how I'm like, well, I don't share a budget planner necessarily, because, you know, our budget has been the same as far as like, we adjust it based on like our raises or increases and things like that. But I'm like, I don't necessarily want my personal finances out in the world of social media. That's just me. Um, it's not that people don't plan, like me and my husband have a monthly planning budget meeting that him and I have, but I don't share that on social media. And so people think, because we don't share it on our feed that we're not planning or budgeting for those things. Or I meal plan every week, but I don't have, and I'm actually getting ready to start. I'm gonna share my like fitness and meal planning cause I'm like getting back on the wagon. I was doing great and fell off. Um, but I'm gonna share a little bit of that. But you know, it's like, I think people have to be okay with people um, being in seasons of their life where they just may not want to share it. Right. Right. I told, and
0: I, I think with my faith planner, there's
1: some seasons where
0: I'm okay with showing people my faith planner. And then there's been some times that I'm like, no, y'all don't need to see this right now.
1: Like, yeah, this is like for me. And and I so. think that's always been that for me with my faith planner. Cause people are like, girl, you got some serious faith or, you know, you have such, you know, strong. And I'm like, yeah, but that's. Cause me and the Lord, we, we talk and we're mm. <laughs> our conversations. I don't have, um, I think people think that, you know, you're, or people want to judge. I feel like that's something I'm not going to leave up for social media to judge what my relationship with Christ is. I think yeah. that's because it's so, it's, it means so much to me that I'm not, you so know, intimate, I don't, that it's, it's like, very intimate. Um, yeah, and it's I it's not just, always something to share. Yeah. That's just something that I'm just not willing to share, you know. Um, well, and I
0: think that when you're on social media, especially with the kind of followings that you and I have, you have to, Set boundaries on like these are things that I'm willing to share with strangers, and these are things that I'm not willing to share with strangers. So, yeah, no,
1: I agree with that 100%. And I think anyone that's new into this community, like, or you know, thinking about coming into the community, just be aware that it's okay to set boundaries. Like, at one point, I you know, I shared a lot more, um, of like what I had going on personal. And it's like, now it's like, you can get this work planner. And if you get that, great. If you don't, hey. Um, but that's just the season of my life that I'm in. I just don't have a lot of time to share and give all the things. I remember I was just would sit on a live for an hour. I was like, I don't have an hour. And if I have an hour, I wanna sit down and watch Survivor. Or I wanna, you yeah. know, do something for me. I don't necessarily wanna do something for social media.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it definitely changes at, based on the season of life you're in. Like sometimes, sometimes I have time to do lives and I'll do them. But then other times I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. I need some me time. (laughs) Like it's, it's just the, it depends on what stage of life you're in at that time. And I think that's also like your planner changes based on what season of life you're in. Like, and I think this episode has shown just from Nita sharing about how her life has changed over the years and she has adapted her planner to make it work with whatever stage she's in. So I, I've loved hearing about that. Like to kind of wrap up the podcast with giving people, listeners, tangible things that they can do in their planner. So I'd love to talk about like what is, what are some tips that you would tell people if they're looking to use their planner in those more functional and practical ways? What are some tips you would give? Them?
1: So for me, yeah. the hardest thing for me um, to do, but has been the most efficient way for me planning every week is to create a system in the way that I lay my stickers. And um, so for me, that is, I use colorful boxes only for events and meetings. And um, it has, I've trained my eyes to Focus on those things. I know that those are like stop, drop, and roll type of things in my my um, planner, and it draws my attention to them. I look for them, and then I use my um, basically like a checklist to write out other events, um, and then I use you know the actual check to mark that it's been completed. That's very important. And then I only use highlighter in my planner regarding time. So when I lay my stickers, I decorate pretty much. If you look at my feed. My layouts are basically the same. It's just a copy and paste. I lay my colorful boxes and then I paste like my floral and my decorative elements around the perimeter of my planner. And what you will find too, if you look, I decorate my sidebar and then I will decorate typically on Thursday through Sunday, kind of like a banner or some kind of like whimsical sticker flow every week. Like, if you look at my planning, you're like, you do. Know, it is pretty much that's my system um, because that's worked for me. I usually know, like, I always say I don't work on the weekends, but I'm essentially on call. Um, so I know I won't have as much heavy like, to do's on the weekend. So I can play around with more bigger decorative elements on the back half of the week versus on the front half. Monday through Wednesdays. Are like my battle days and i'm like in the thick of it i know i i will have tons of to do's i've also trained my mind to know my i use a vertical planner i've always used a vertical planner i'm team vertical and my boxes have always been morning midday afternoon like that has not changed and i would recommend highly recommend that if you use a vertical or whatever type of planner you use that you train your mind like you commit to keeping your boxes or your design placement of things the same. It will really help you and it will become second nature. You like, you won't be like, well, what did this mean? Like, you won't need like a key to try to figure out yeah. what your plan or what you meant by that. Like for me, that was really important. Um, I'm a visual and so I need to be able to see it, but I can't, I don't have a lot of time to think, okay, what did I mean? What did this cute little sticker over here mean? Like. I don't have time for that so colorful boxes are meetings and events and then I use highlighter for time like things won't get lost for me doing it that way I've trained my mind to see those things
0: so and then that's a great tip I do that with my social media planner like I use because I have so many different things that I'm planning for social media so I always I have used a dashboard layout I always use one box for my filming schedule one box to plan out my YouTube videos one box for patreon I use the dailies for Instagram posts, but it makes it where, one, I can decorate really fast. I can just slap the stuff on. I know where it goes. And then I can get into the actual planning part, which is what I really need in that planner. That planner is like how I get anything done for Kelly. Well, that's planner. your work planner. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's my work planner. And it's like, I think that's so important, especially with a work planner to have a system that you don't have to think about, that you can just get it
1: down so that you can then actually plan the things that you need to plan out. It's like and I so don't even lovely. recommend that like for a mom. So, you know, we talk a lot about work, but you know, listen, quarantine, COVID has given me a great appreciation for stay at home moms. Like, so even if, you know, with mom, like if you want to assign it by kids or, you know, your first box is, you know, what you're doing for you personally, then that middle box is, household events or household chores that need to be done and then that bottom list is you know your nighttime routine or what needs to get done to prepare for the next day like whatever it is like just assign it and train your mind to keep it that way like don't like you have to have a system like I always say it's kind of like organized chaos like assign it so you know exactly what it is each time and you're not trying to reassign it each week And if you're new to planning, I feel
0: like one of the tips we could tell people right now, or even if you're not new, but you feel like you're not getting productivity down is maybe you just make a list of the things that you feel like, what do I need to plan for? And then look at that list and make your system based on those things that are stressing you out or the things that you're forgetting or the things that you find yourself doing over and over. Make a list and then make your system based off of that because your system will be personal to your life like my system is very different from your system because we live two completely different lives absolutely
1: so, and yeah. that's I was telling anybody you know people that follow they're like oh you you're you're you have it so worked out Yeah, I was like girl there has been a lot of trial and error like I tried yeah. different systems like I love April's like um, her color coordination that listen I have like the squirrel, like I'm all over the place. Like that just doesn't work for me. Like I'm drawn, like, Ooh, that's pretty. That's colorful. Like color coding just does not work for me. I love the midliners. It doesn't work for me. You know, again, when we get in the planner community, we try all the things, but part of that is finding what works for you. So if there's a piece that you like from this person, maybe you figure out how can I incorporate that into a style that will work for me? So like, if I really loved April's thing, I could take that same aspect of the color, cord, color coordinating and use it like maybe like with washi tape, you know, maybe I could make on my monthly and make my meetings correlate with a particular color or a particular washi tape or something like that. But it just, again, I've tried many different systems that I love and I think that are really cool. They just don't work for my schedule and my life. And right. I had to be okay with, You know what, Nita, you tried it, it didn't work. It's okay to try something. And if it doesn't work, try something else. Keep trying till you figure out what works for you. Even in all of this planning, every week, I still do a monthly, like a monthly, a weekly brain dump. I write out a list of everything I want to get accomplished for that week. I do that every single Sunday. I'm going to do that tonight. Like every single Sunday, I write out everything. If I, again, I always say, if the world was perfect and I had the most productive week of my life, what would I want to get done? Yeah. Like, that's all the house projects. That's literally, I always say a dream world at work would be to be a hundred percent caught up. And I literally write out what it would take for me to be caught up, not for the, you know, permanently, but be to be caught up for the week. And I like seeing that again, for some people, they may say that's overwhelming, but I don't plan all that out. But at least if I get my major, my top three things done, I got a list of other things that I can pull from, not trying to figure out like, well, what else what else would I want to do and having that running to-do list also it's like if you don't get to a decorative spread you at least got that battle plan that you can run yeah. on. yeah because that's that. what happens I feel like a lot of people get stuck because they're like oh I don't have a pretty spread for the week girl well life is still happening yeah and like, i like I try to tell people that all the time because
0: I, I get a lot of people who will say I, I can't use my planner because my handwriting's not pretty and so it makes my planner ugly and I'm like but your planner is to plan things like sure we love decorating it i mean my planner is so decorative i love it but at the end of the day like it's to plan and to help me be productive and so it's like that's what you have to keep in mind through all of it is like is what i'm doing helping me plan a life i love help me to get the things done that need
1: to get done absolutely and i think it's again finding your style It's okay to admire and love on someone else's planner. You can love their style. You can love how they decorate. But again, don't compare yourself to someone else. Look at what you have going on in your life. Again, not even just what you have going on in your life that you're trying to plan, but also what kind of time do you have? Like if I'm looking at your planner, well, again, you are, you work, that's your full-time job as a social media content creator. Like, girl, that's your full-time job. Like if I'm comparing myself to the amount of content that you can get out and that what you're able to do decoratively in your planner, I'm, I'm, I'm on a rabbit spin here. Like I'm right. on the hamster wheel. Cause I never will be able to keep up with that. And I think right. you also like, that's what I always keep up in my mind. Because again, we all have those little things like, Oh, I'm not doing this or I'm not posting. And I'm like, Benita, you're, you're, you are present. You are using your planner. And if you don't post it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. it's okay there are many weeks literally if I showed my planner for November as y'all can see for the last two weeks I've been silent on social media and that is because my work literally I've been doing back to back to back to back to back cases and literally my planner has been sheets of just paper writing 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 that's it not a layout nothing but I've been productive and so I think in our mind it's whatever you have to do to get your things done do that so if it is just literally writing on filler paper what your to do's for that day and if you need to do just like a daily to-do list to be productive that week that's okay Mm -hmm. if you have more time to give kids are going down for a nap like they're supposed to and you got an hour and you want to do like a full out you know Roy G Biv spread go for it girlfriend But if you don't and you just can only have time to use a daily sheet for the week and throw a couple stickers on that, that's okay too. Be okay with whatever season you are in the decorative planning. Yes, yes,
0: and just be okay with making your planner work for you and not, I I feel like too many people, and I can be guilty of this as well, get caught up in making your planner work for Instagram and not make it work for your life. But like at the end of the day, a planner only helps you if you're using it to plan what you need to plan for.
1: Yes, absolutely. I always, I tell people all the time, they're like, well, you know, you get so much stuff done. I was like, girl, cause I pull that planner out. Like I want it pretty, but I need it to be productive. Like I need it. Like I rely on my planner. Like literally I would forget things. I have a lot of deadlines. We have a lot of like mandatory trainings. Like again, the nature of my job, like I can't miss stuff. Like, and I think if, we treated our life like that. Like, what are things like you don't want to miss? Like, you don't want to mess up. And if you treated the things that you wrote down like, okay, this is like, this is essential to my life. I think we would all use our planners that much more. Like, I'm writing down the things that mean the most to me. Yes. And that's that why we- I
0: love the quote, Planning a Life I Love, because I think that when you use your planner, in that kind of way, that is what helps you to plan a life that you really love. Like, like, yeah, some of the things I write in my planner and the things I need to get done in my planner, those aren't things that I love, but when I get those things done, I have time
1: to yes. then do the things that I love. It's back to the why. Like, why, why are you using a planner in the first place? Well, we hope we're all using it. Yes, it's pretty, but at the core, it's because we need it to help organize our lives. Yes. And if we get the things that, again, the things that we may not love doing, like laundry or housework or, you know, errands, it allows us, it'll free me up. And then if I get those things done, I can have an hour in my craft room uninterrupted, kids are asleep, maybe have a glass of wine and have me some me time. Exactly. Again, it's about that. Like, again, it's back. We all get the same 24 hours, but it's like what we do with them. Yeah. How are you using yours? Yeah. How are you using yours? And. I think it's what type of person do I want to be for my people? Like what type of teammate do I want to be? What type of wife do I want to be? What type of mom do I want to be? Using my planner allows me to be the best version to all of those different people.
0: I love it. I love it. This was a great episode. I love chatting with you, Nita. I think that a lot of people are going to love the things that you shared. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, yeah, remind every, remind all of the listeners where they can follow you on Instagram and YouTube and all of that.
1: Yes. Yeah, so on Instagram, I'm neatly planned. On YouTube, I am on neatly planned. And and then on Facebook as well, I'm Neatly Planned. So across the board, Neatly Planned, all one word. Um, I would love for y'all to come hang out with me again. It's just a bunch of working shenanigans. Mom, um, you'll see some beauty in my stories. I'm trying to get better, but again, I have a crazy life, so I share when I can, and when I can't, just catch me on the other side. (laughs) I love it.
0: I'll be sure to put all of her links in the show notes so that you can be sure to follow Nita if you aren't already so thanks again Nita for coming on the show and thanks guys for listening and we'll see you next week for another episode of planning a life I love what are you waiting for grab that planner those stickers and those pens and go start planning a life you love I'll see you on the next episode happy planning